Hey, you're listening to Orla's Happy Hormones podcast, talking all things female health and wellness. I'm Orla O'Flaherty, a certified naturopath and herbalist, and I'm here to talk about everything from periods, PCOS, endometriosis, health, sex, wellness, and life in general. Here's to happy hormones and a happy you. Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Orla's Happy Hormones podcast, and we're up to episode 23. So if you've been following me on Facebook or Instagram or anything this week, I've been covering everything postpartum. So the likes of breastfeeding and nourishing the body and postnatal depression, things like that. And I just wanted to go go a bit further into them because for any new mothers out there, you know that with all the books that you read beforehand, all the preparation you do, you're never truly ready until it actually comes and you're in the midst of it all. Now, I'm not speaking from personal experience here because as for most of you who do listen, know I'm not a mother, but I am an aunt and I would be very close to my two little ladies and I have inserted myself in their family life. Is the easiest way to put it. So I've been there through a lot of the ups and downs and roller coasters when it comes to my sister when after she had the babies. But again, I've also seen a lot of it in clinic with patients who are coming for just postpartum issues, be it problems with breastfeeding, not enough milk supply, or else postnatal depression and just different issues really and there are so many when it comes to becoming a new mother and becoming a new mother does have its ups and downs like there's pure joy elation and love a love that you can that they say you cannot describe now I have often said it I remember looking at my nieces when they were first born and just looking at them and being like how is it possible that I love this tiny little thing so much and she's not even mine I said it on both of them but as a parent you feel this love that goes beyond no other for like I said this little human and when you give birth that little human is put into your arms and it's it's everything But with that comes all those irrational fears and the what ifs and if, what if this happens, what if that happens, am I doing it right, am I feeding them enough, am I changing them enough, are they hungry, are they upset, are they tired, can I keep this little thing alive and all those fears are normal and natural too and then there's the uncertainty of everything and like I said, like, should they be, are you feeding them enough or should they be sleeping on their stomachs? Should they be sleeping on their side? Should they be sleeping on their back? Should they be sleeping elevated? What way do you make the bottle? Is it just off the boil? Is it cooled boiled water? What formula do I use? What nappies do I use? Am I going to breastfeed? Can I breastfeed? Will it be easy? Will it be a struggle? Is there a struggle with breastfeeding? 
And it's all different to every woman and every baby is different too. And there's a lot of things that women aren't told before they have a baby, which has come to my attention over the years, be it through my sister and friends, all who have had kids and learning from them. And like there are so many different answers for so many different things. Like the likes of how they should be sleeping, that changes. Every five years, it changes from sleeping on their stomachs to sleeping on their sides to sleeping on their backs. What way is the baby sleeping for you? In what way is the baby comfortable? It's something I always say is go with your gut. That baby was inside of you for the last nine months. You have a connection. You have a bond. You know what the baby wants, but your fear is there. And you're terrified that you're going to do it wrong. But you're not. Because you have that connection. But like I said, there are so many different answers to so many different questions. And as well, everybody becomes an expert when a baby comes along. Even myself. Like I said, I'm not a mother. But I have my two little ladies. And... I tend to jump into all the mammy conversations when I'm out with my friends or people I know and I'm speaking about my own experiences with the two girls and really figuring out what is best is ultimately down to you. Everyone is going to give their advice and you may not like some of it but remember that 90% of the time it's coming from a place of love and support from people. But as women, we do try to help new mothers out with knowledge that we've acquired and kind of like passing passing the torch, so to speak. So my advice right now is to just take on what you like and leave all the rest of it behind. And always, always go with your gut because you have that connection. But this week's episode isn't about what's best for the baby. I'm here to talk about what I personally think is best for you, the mammy. When women are pregnant, most people are mindful and concerned and they fuss over them constantly. But after the baby comes, it can all turn to just the baby and mammy is kind of expected to just get on with things. And we forget what a woman has just gone through like the physical effort and in a lot of cases trauma of giving birth now not every birth is has trauma in it but some births do but like during labor you lose so much fluid and blood like your energy reserves are completely snatched from you and even from the pushing and just that blood loss like think about it what is blood it's our life force It carries oxygen and nutrients to all parts of the body and to all the cells. When you lose a lot of blood, you're losing your vital force or in TCM terms, your jing. So yes, we may have had a baby and you want to put all of your focus on them. But you can't. You need to take care of yourself now. As the Erlingist ladies say, you need to put your own oxygen mask on before you can help others. Now, yes, I know there's this tiny little baby that is completely dependent on you 
what you need to be well and you need to be able to to function to be able to provide for this baby what I would say is enlist the help of family, friends, partners, whoever but get someone to help you like that old saying it takes a village it really does take a village like look at all the indigenous tribes from the Amazon Africa parts of Asia these villages would all come together now all the women would come together and support the mother through birth and support her after birth one of the main things that they do is after the baby comes is not the baby isn't taken away but the baby is passed to another woman and all the women come in and support the mother they nourish the mother it's known as mothering the mother because she has just gone through a pretty intense experience and she has lost vital nutrients, vital energy so they are there to swoop in and mother her so that she can mother her babies nourishment is key one of the main things that they do is they feed the mother and they keep feeding the mother with certain foods that are designed to nourish and heal and build the mother back up again and it's the same for you right now so call in your tribe get the women in you re- right now you need nourishment you need to be taken care of if someone calls or texts and says do you need anything can I do anything for you reply and say yeah actually please can you bring me over a casserole bring me over a pie some soup stew just bring something over to me bring food over to me can you come over and sit with the baby while I go and have a bath while I have a nap these things take 30 minutes an hour which people are so willing to do when you reach out Now, I'm not saying that you have to be the one to reach out, but for anyone out there who isn't a new mother but has new mothers around you, go to them, bring food, offer your services, let them nap. That's the best present you can give them. What I always actually recommend for new mothers is a book called The First 40 Days, and it's it's for expectant mothers. And it's basically the first 40 days after giving birth are the most crucial for women when it comes to healing now is the time when you need to get as much nutrients as much nourishment into you as you can now this book it's jam-packed full of recipes using ancient ingredients to literally bring back a woman's vitality soups stews everything you can all made on bone broth these are crucial for helping heal any sort of joint problems for nourishing the womb, the cervix, and the vagina post labor, but also the adrenal glands. Bone broths, especially, they're filled with collagen, elastin, gelatin, hyaluronic acid, calcium, magnesium, iron, phosphorus, silicone, vitamins A, C, and E, selenium, zinc, along with so many others. So 
this is what your body needs right now to get itself back to a place of health. So bone broths is your key source of nutrients right now. And then another energy giving, um, say food or drink, it's a drink, uh, is getting yourself a good plant milk, one that's full of fat, your healthy fat, so either coconut milk, almond milk, something along those lines, and mixing it with, um, so heating it up and mixing it with turmeric and cacao and honey. These are so soothing, antioxidant rich, anti-inflammatory rich. These are what's going to help heal any sort of tears or abrasions from labor. And also as well, reduce down any inflammation that's left in the pelvis. Also, it's really good for your kidney energy and your adrenals. Right now, your adrenal levels are, are down on the floor. So it's about building them back up as well. What I would also suggest is keep taking your prenatal vitamins like for the next four to six months. And if you're breastfeeding, take them until you finish. You need these nutrients right up until the booby juice is gone. Because at the end of the day, your baby is basically a leech. It's getting all of its vital nutrients from your milk and that's draining you and that brings me on to breastfeeding look breastfeeding can be easy for some women but it can be hard for others I have watched women struggle with latching cracked nipples having inverted nipples being pulled out having mastitis abscesses low milk supply exhaustion from complete and utter lack of sleep and straight up I used to always be of the mind frame that breast is best and yeah it is like research shows it's micronutrients it's immune 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 boosting effects like the white blood cell count in every drop of breast milk is huge and breast milk can't be replicated with formula. But with how much I see women struggle, I I do feel that what's what's really best is what's best for the mother. Because if you're under physical stress with breastfeeding, or if you're under emotional stress from breastfeeding, or lack of sleep from breastfeeding, automatically your milk supply is going to go way down. Stress is one of the biggest causes of a low milk supply. So what I do say to women is, see how you're feeling. Is it, is this something that you're able to do? If you're not able to do it, supplement in with the formula then. Like, be you breastfeeding or formula feeding or doing both together. You know, it's all what is going to take the ease off of yourself because you do need to be rested also. You need to have a break. So I know there are a lot of people out there who feel, oh, I know it because I've seen it with women, I've heard women's stories, how they feel judged and shamed for not breastfeeding. But so many women physically can't do it down to factors that 
that's not in their control. And then there's other women who just are not comfortable with doing it. And that's okay too. And then there's women who want to breastfeed and who can breastfeed and there's no issues, but who also get shamed for breastfeeding. When it comes to the debate over breastfeeding or formula feeding, look, like I said, the science is there. But the attitude towards it is what baffles me. It really does baffle me. On one side of the fence, we have breast is best. On the other side of the fence, we have it's not natural. When in fact, breastfeeding is the most natural thing in the world. And unfortunately, some women just can't do it and they're judged for it. And if they can do it, they're judged for it. So what I will say is just be kind to people. Remember, you're all mothers. You're all going through stuff. It's not all rainbows and sunshine for everyone. Show support and love to each other. No matter what your decision is, be it breastfeeding or be it bottle feeding, and maybe that decision has been taken away from you. And then there is that shame and guilt, which I have seen from a lot of women, and it's it goes down to an, an innate feeling of not being a good mother. Now, this is just what I've seen from people in clinic and also research and everything, talking to people, that there is an innate sense of not being a good mother because they couldn't breastfeed. And there's shame and guilt. And it's there should be no shame or guilt. What I will say to any mother out there who has tried breastfeeding but it's not working for them, don't be guilty. Don't feel shame. You tried, you gave it your all, and that's amazing. If you're formula feeding, formula feed. Somebody said to me yesterday, a happy baby is a fed baby, and that is it. A happy baby is a fed baby. So be kind to each other when it comes to the debate of breast or bottle. Or if you do both, even better. I know personally for me, when my time comes, I'll more than likely do both if I can breastfeed. If I can't, then I'll have to bottle feed. But doing both simply, just so you can get a break, so you can get some sleep, I, I would recommend it. But what I did learn is that if you are going to do both, introduce the bottle before the baby is six, or six, sorry, before the baby is six weeks old. Otherwise, they may not take it at all. Also add in an infant's probiotic, just to help with colic, kind of wind, runny nappies, things like that. Udo's Choice do a great infant's blend, but that is one thing I would highly recommend for any new mothers out there is a good infant's probiotic. In the formula and if you're not using formula if you're solely breastfeeding make sure you're taking your probiotic and that will help with wind and colic also for any breastfeeding mothers out there if you do have a colicky baby drink infusions of chamomile and fennel tea 
this will help soothe the baby's wind it'll help to disperse the baby's wind and they'll go straight into your milk supply which then is given to the baby if you find that your milk supply is low start supplementing with the likes of fenugreek this is a really good galactagog but the only problem with it is that the nappies will smell like curry but you do kind of get used to it trust me I did I, and I wasn't turned off curries but it was fine then if you start suffering with cracked nipples getting yourself a really good organic calendula cream and that'll heal and soothe the nipples and it, it's one to, to kind of have on hand just on your bedside locker and also have an oat baths so fill your bath with a pack of oats or your organic rolled oats warm water hop in and that'll help to soothe the nipples as well as well as other aches and pains in the body and right now magnesium is really important for you like the stress of being a new mother depletes your magnesium reserves stress alone can lower your milk supply so if you're feeling the pressures of being a new parent if you're not getting enough sleep if your hormones are all over the place get magnesium and high doses of it too I always recommend the MAG365 and it's way more bioavailable to the body so you can start taking that two three times a day and that will help to relax the nervous system as well as support the muscles contracting back into place for your uterus but mainly for supporting that stress and the emotional sides which then brings me on to the likes of your mood and hormones and postnatal depression like it's something countless women go through countless women and it's also something I see a lot of women struggling with to even admit that they have it I think there's a stigma surrounding it and not, I don't think I know there's a stigma surrounding it not by society but by ourselves we don't want to be the one that has postnatal depression again I'm speaking from people that I've talked to and people who have spoken to me about these issues and it seems to be the common denominator they don't want to be that one person who has postnatal depression but you're not that one person there's thousands out there and what I do see is that it's only after they've kind of come through it that they'll they'll even admit to having it so just know that you are not alone in this yes you are alone in your own head only you have those thoughts that are going through your head and those feelings that are running through your body but there are women out there suffering with the exact same or similar emotions as you and look I'm sure we've all heard of the baby blues and yes there is the baby blues the three day blues the two week blues and these are due to physiological changes but when it comes to postnatal depression it, it lasts for longer it can last for up to two years for some women it's it is a physiological thing but tied in with other factors too like life major life events happening if you have if you have suffered from depression before that is a contributing factor also if you suffer really bad from pms symptoms 
that's also considered a, a contributing factor. It's all down to the person, to their own chemical makeup in the brain, to their hormones, to what their predisposition is. Not everyone is going to suffer with postnatal depression, but almost everyone is going to suffer with the, the three-day to two-week baby blues. But the two-week baby blues and also postnatal depression, it's a physiological response to hormones. It's, it's that change in hormones that triggers it. So during pregnancy, your progesterone levels are really high and it is basically just to accommodate a healthy pregnancy just to relax the ligaments so the uterus can grow. And then progesterone also counteracts the effects of prolactin, which is a hormone needed postpartum mainly for milk production. But almost immediately after giving birth to the placenta, your progesterone levels will plummet. Like it's that quick. This then leaves you with high levels of prolactin. Now, the thing is with prolactin is that it can actually affect your dopamine levels. Now, dopamine is your happy hormones. So now you're left with low progesterone, high prolactin, low dopamine, and also high estrogen because your estrogen levels don't drop as fast as the progesterone levels. And I've spoken before about estrogen dominance and those mood swings and the irrationality and bursts of rage, uncontrollable sadness. These four hormones together, as well as other hormones, but these are your main four, with these levels up and down like a yo-yo, it's no wonder you're going through a roller coaster all the time and feeling like there's a dark cloud over you. But what I will say is that it will get better with time. It is a physiological response. Now, like I said, there are contributing fa factors like if major life events or even just the stress of being a mother or the stress of sleepless nights, like sleep deprivation is used as a form of torture so that in itself will have huge effects but in time it will get better what I will say again is reach out call in your tribe get your women around you get anyone you can to come and help and support you through it talk if you feel like it's too much Please seek help from a medical professional. They're there to help you. And they're there to support you through it. Like some of the things women have spoken to me about, the thoughts that would be going through their head, and they, they feel like they are the worst human beings in the world, and I'm looking at them and I'm like, no, you're not. You're sleep deprived, your hormones are all over the place, you're exhausted. You're not getting nourishment. You cannot function. So it's no wonder your, your brain is going 90. And you're completely nutrient deficient. And one thing with clients of mine straight away, it's high 
levels of an essential fatty acid because studies now actually show that low levels of DHA and essential fatty acid may be a contributing factor to postnatal depression. So during pregnancy, your own DHA reserves are being sent to the baby for the formation of the baby's brain. Then after the baby comes and if you're breastfeeding, DHA is then transferred to breast milk for, again, healthy brain formation and function. So the mother's reserves are being sent away from them. So supplementing throughout pregnancy and postpartum is really, really important for your own brain health. The brand I would recommend would be more EPA and it contains EPA and DHA. But then other foods as well, like I've spoken about the bone broths and getting as much veggies into you as possible. Oats, really good nourishing nervine. Then your wild oily fish, nuts, seeds, avocados, coconut oil, butter. Load the butter on everything right now because you need as much fat as you can possibly get, especially with breastfeeding. Breast milk is one of the fattiest substances going because that's what's going to fuel the baby. It's what's going to form their brain. So get as much fat into you as you can. Healthy fats, not your takeaway fats, but all your good fats. I myself, when I have my bowl of porridge in the morning, I put a spoon of butter in with it. It may sound strange, but it's actually delicious with a bit of honey. So as much fat as you can possibly get into you and sip on bone broths and drink chamomile tea. Get help, get support from people. Talking to people and leaning on others for support is key. Be surprised how many other women have suffered with this and they can give you guidance and they can give you advice or they can just sit with you while you cry or they can sit with the baby while you sleep but being gentle on yourself and not having to be perfect not having to be the perfect mother because there is no perfect mother there is no perfect human being in this world we all have our flaws and we all have things that we do differently as long as your baby is fed and happy and changed it will be fine but you need to to take care of yourself first so again I will say call in your tribe get your women around you and knowing that in time your hormones will balance out And you will feel normal again. But just go easy on yourself. So that's this week's episode. I hope you got something from it. I will reiterate one more thing. Fats. Eat as much healthy fats as you possibly can right now. The difference it will make to your mood. You'll see. But if anyone does have any other questions or queries, feel free to DM me, tag me, whatever. I'm always here. But for now, happy Thursday and happy hormones, everyone.